Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! You good? You good. All right. This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly uh, music podcast where every week we uh, we take a dive into all of the records from the uh, from the artists of the week. This week we're, this week we're doing Wu Tang Clan, but uh, but instead of doing all the Wu Tang albums, we decided to do Wu Tang and Family. Uh, so we decided to do the uh, the debut records from each of the members of the band, or what is it the what what is it, Jeff? Not, <laughs> not just the debut sure. records. I kind of fucked this one up, but that's fine. Uh, let's just say the debut records uh, from each member. So we're doing 10 records uh, for the each member of the, the, the group. And uh, we're going to give our biggest banger from each of them if we got it. And we'll get into that. So um, while you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Five stars only. All the social media is at Asinine Radio. So let's get into it, Jeff. What what, what are we... What's, what's your... Uh, What's your least favorite Wu-Tang and Family uh, debut record? Go. Okay, so it's not just like debut records. You really let me just like sink right there. Yeah, absolutely. Like you it really... A, it was a fucking... It was a, it was a train wreck <laughs> that like a car was parked on the, on, the, on the tracks and the train was going slow enough to where like there's probably time for me to get in there and help the guy push it off oh, the tracks. Oh, you could have, yeah. But I just... Nope. I just... I would rather just watch it just hit the car and just push it off into the bushes and catch on fire. So it's not it's not one hundred percent just their debut albums because um one of these, at least one of these, yeah, I think just one of these is not their debut, but it's the debut album by Jizza after like the Wu Tang happened, after Rizza got attached to the to the projects. So um we're doing all ten members. Even though Tyler thinks that some of these aren't members, it's fine. Well, I okay, my, I never said that, but I said one of the members wasn't an official member until 2007, and that was Capadonna. Cap, just, nah, that's, that's just saying. No. New, he, new, new, new. It's true, though. He wasn't an official member until 2007. Eh, eh, wrong. Eh, eh, that's wrong. It's true. Wrong. But he was part of anyway. the family, though. He was already he was part, part of the, the family. family. Yeah. Not an so, official member, but that's fine. We he's part, he was part of the ourselves. family. He was on, he was on the, the Triumph uh, song and... Just, I don't I know. Know. Actually, I don't think he's on the song. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Actually, I think he was on the song. Yeah, he, okay, was on, well, he was on the Triumph song. That had everybody. So, yeah, I was 97. He was an official member. So fuck out of here. Okay. Still not from anyway. the beginning, but that's fine. Yeah. Anyway. What do you, so, so what, what's the worst solo record from these guys for you? So, here, here's here's the worst for me, and it's just because it's it's almost unlistenable, and that's ODB. The return to really? the six chambers, yeah. Dang. Man, if it wasn't for a ton of skits, this this would be the best. This would be number one. It really would There's be. There's a lot. ODB is fucking great. He raps. He recites poetry. He sings. He's quirky. Sometimes he just lets the dead air ring out, and it's fucking awkward. I just wish there wasn't so much filler, so much talking, and so much like skit type stuff. It's just it's unlistenable at times. It really is, and I can't get through it. And so if I'm sitting there spitting this in the vinyls, I just think like, dude, I do not want to fucking listen to this because it's dumb. I wish, I wish there'd have been like a double LP of this, one of just his music and then two of just the outtakes, so I can just hear him goof around if I want to, like M Tats, like the Mark Tom and Travis show type of thing. That would have been cool. 
But out of all the solo releases, this is truly the most unique out of all of them. ODB's energy mm-hmm. was was infectious, as they say. He's so fun. His lyrics are very explicit and raw, but they're still very fun and endearing, and and, and you kind of like laugh and giggle. But uh, my biggest banger was Shimmy Shimmy Yeah. Dude, this is one of the best Wu-Tang Family songs, period. This is, even like considering okay. tracks from our album of the week, this is one of the best things that like Wu-Tang Clan has like ever done. This song is unreal. Amazing. That's something, dude. Amazing. But yeah, ODB's Return of the it's just, I, I, it's just too much. It's too much fluff. Too much, too much skits. Too much, too much talking. Okay. So I'm going to preface this by saying I'm not, I'm not huge, huge on gangster rap. Um, outside of like, you know, the big heavy hitters, the Dre's, the Snoop Dogg's, you know, Tupac, all that kind of shit. Even, even Tupac, like, eh, whatever. Um, and, and my bottom two are, are way more gangster rap than, than I really care for. And my least favorite, honestly, could be interchangeable with my number nine, but my least favorite is Capadonna, The Pillage from 1998. I have no banger from this one. I feel like this is just mediocre gangster rap. Um, you know, this is what, four years after the, the, the first Wu-Tang record. Yeah. RZA produced this one and all, but it's just, I feel like it's, it's too much in that the gangster rap vein. And I just, I don't like the aggressive, his vocals are, are just a little too aggressive. And I feel like it just, I just don't care. I just on it. I, I don't care. It's not particularly bad. I just, I don't care. I would never go back to it. And and every song on this, every song on this album just kind of bled together and it was just kind of looked way too long. So Capadonna's The Pillage is uh, is my number 10. So what do you got for number nine? All right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Let's see. One, two, three, four. My next four, I could, I don't care about. They're interchangeable. <laughs> who cares? But Capadonna, The okay. Pillage, that's, that's my number nine for whatever yeah. reason. I, I do like the way he raps. Um, his voice is smooth and commanding, but he can also be like really aggressive. And after spitting so many words... You just kind of like lose interest because like, dude, you're just like, what are you so mad about all the fucking time? Like every, every yeah. song that you do, there's no, there's no there's nuance. No nuance. There's nothing. You're just mad. You're just mad, mad, mad. I get it. But you're spitting so many words. I don't know why you're mad. I just hear like aggression, but it's just, it's, it's fine. It's fine. I'll never go back to this. I don't think yeah, I've listened to this until this week, to be honest. So I don't know. I have no nostalgia <laughs> with this. And I don't care. All right, number nine. Well, so I'll just say this too. You know, outside of RZA's debut record, and yeah, outside of RZA's debut record, I've never heard any of these records. Um, oh, damn. You know, so so this is like all new to me. And you know, I've only ever listened to the first two Wu Tang records, so you know, this is all. I, I have no nostalgia for like any of this stuff. I'm obviously not a hip hop man like like you are. Um, so, you um, are. with that yeah. with that being said, I wasn't a dig. But my, my, my number nine is, uh, is you God's record golden arms redemption from 99. Got no banger off this one more just in the gangster rap style. You hear a lot of the late nineties, early two thousands, um, like production kind of things like a lot of, a lot of the, the, the bass sounds and everything are very of that era that you hear it a lot. And like, I feel like I don't want to compare it to like P Diddy stuff, but, but like, Biggie's P, uh, P Diddy stuff like like New York hip hop at the time. Yeah, and I just New York New York hip hop in the late nineties. I don't like. I I prefer East Coast hip hop over West Coast in general. Just but just, just I say feel like, like Bad late, Boy Productions. Yeah, okay, yeah, is the, exactly. Because it is. Yeah, the Bad Boy stuff. That's perfect. Yeah, you're totally right. But otherwise, East Coast I feel like is way better than than West Coast hip hop. 
Um, and and yeah, this this You God record, it has that bad boy style to it. And just really honestly, out of all the stuff we I listened to this week, this is the weakest RZA has ever done from a production standpoint. It's it's too derivative of that. It's not. It's lost a lot of his his little nuances, little things that made him RZA or makes him RZA um, from a production standpoint. So yeah, You God's Golden Arms Redemption is my number nine. So what do you got for number eight? You God. Golden Arm Redemption, ninety nine. Okay, okay. Yeah, I get. I 100% agree. The biggest knock to this is it fucking sounds like East Coast Bad Boys bullshit. And I hate mm-hmm. that sound. I fucking hate Mace. I don't like P. Diddy, D-Gaff. I don't like Biggie. I don't like Tupac. I don't like any of that stuff. And Tupac's not East Coast, but he was from the East Coast. But that's fine. But this is just, <laughs> it's just, it has very similar productions and sounds. It's not a mm-hmm. bad album. It was a fun listen. I would never go back to this. Because, yeah, because I do think it just sounds like a shitty version of like a bad like like maybe P Diddy got his fucking hands into Riz's mind or something, and that's just. I mean, ugh. it, it would kind of make sense. I mean, Bad Boy was just blowing up at this point, so I think that's really where it comes from. He sees you know P Diddy just blowing up and so popular, making all this money, and Wu Tang is kind of like on the way out. You know, they they're like, I don't want to say they're forgotten, but they're definitely not nearly as popular as they were in the mid nineties. So I could totally see him that that's why he took this, this approach to the, to the production. I mean, I think but. P Diddy's biggest album came out in 99. I did it. I thought it was like that 97. Was, that was the one with like his, he died the, in 96. No, P Diddy's biggest album. Oh, I know, I know, but, yeah. but like yeah, Biggie right. died in 96 and I figured P Diddy came out with a, an album like a year after that to kind of like, play on the momentum of Biggie's death. And honestly That's like what I like, like the 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 roster for for East Coast of like the Bad Boy era mm-hmm. like they leaned heavily into like Faith Evans and then Oh, for sure. like Mace and I just dude Mace is just like a pop artist essentially. Well, even like Little Kim, you know, they they hold, really hold on there, dude. Hold on there, dude. Don't don't say nothing crazy over here because Little Kim was the <laughs> She's best. Not that good, thing. Dude. No, dude. The best thing that ever came out of that. Okay, okay, okay. I, I will. I, I will. I'll give you that. But it's still not great. Still not great. You're right. It's perfect. <laughs> That's All not right. true. What's your number? Right. Uh, yeah. What's your number? What eight? My Ish. number eight. Yeah. So my number eight is uh, is ODB. Return to the Thirty Six Chambers. Uh, this this album's it's good. It's fine. It, it's definitely a mess. Um, and really, ODB. He's better as a as a feature on a song rather than as the, the leader of a song. Um, he's just, he's a little too wild and he can't, it's, I feel like it's hard for him to carry an entire song. That's really what he lacks in. He's more, he's like a, he's like a hype man. He's like a flavor flavor, but bet, but better than flavor. flavor. I, I would have said he's like, he's like Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good, he's good like in supporting Ferrell, roles, but very, very difficult to like lead a movie. Yeah, and that's what it is. I mean, I I don't think it's it's overtly bad. I I do agree that there are way too many skits, and it's that's way too much. But I mean, I would never. I don't think I'd ever go back to this. I would never, um, definitely never get it on vinyl. But yeah, I mean, I do have a banger. It's it's protect your neck too at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I just like because they all sound they they all sound super pissed. Like even ODB, like he rarely sounds. Like he's he's commanding, like he's sounds up, like pissed off at something. But it's a pretty straightforward song, great beat, um, not really skitty, a skit like song. And I don't know, I I just like it because it's 
I think it's probably the most straightforward song on the entire record. But, uh, but yeah, ODB, Old Dirty Bastard, Return to the 36 Chambers is my number eight. So what do you got for number seven? What a waste. I, I, I don't know. It's just such a waste of an album because I love him. I think he's great. I think I think he's just so unique, so sarcastic, and so fun. But I mean, why is there so much bullshit in there? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, like, come on. I agree. I agree. Whatever. All right. Uh, number what are we on? seven. Number seven, Mastakilla, No Set Date, 2004. I, I actually like his rapping style a lot. I like I like this production. I think this was just solid. You know, like Rizik still got it. He's the executive here, so there's a lot of other people going on here. I just I just think it's just kind of like middle ground. It's just whatever's. And if you're kind of going in like chronological order, like 2004, we're already kind of getting at the end of it here. Like Wu-Tang's already kind of like squabbling and, and, and whining about royalties and fighting within each other and wanting to branch off so it's a little it's a little late and it's just a little bit uh, a little too east coasty for me too here so <laughs> little un- too east coasty unfortunately also my my the last album that i have for the year that i subscribe to for vinyl me please is this record so okay I, i'm i already know i'm gonna purge that one <laughs> so that kind of sucks the master killer right not the odb because you eat did you ever get ODB? I wanted to get the ODB um, for the record store day, but I, I didn't because it sold out. And then it's always mm. been available, so I just never did. And I'm glad that I didn't because even though I do think there's a perfect record in there, a perfect hip-hop record in there, it's just not that. It's not that, yeah. I agree with you. I, it, I see it all the time. Every record store that sells hip-hop has that ODB record. And it's always like 30 bucks, $32, something like that. It's never crazy expensive either. Yeah. But I'm definitely not going to get the ODB. So, but anyway, yeah, Matt Ma- Mastakilla is your uh, number seven. Do you have a banger off this one? No, no bangers. I I no. I didn't hate this record, but I did not enjoy this record. All right, my uh, my number seven is also uh, Mastakilla. So I mean, we're really on the. I think our rankings are pretty much going to be the same. Uh, Mastakilla, yeah, 2004. This is the the la- the the latest, the newest debut record. I guess is that the right way of saying it. Out of all the members, out of all yeah. ten of them, and um, and you could definitely tell uh, it, it has a more polished production sound. Although there is still a lot of that that conscious hip hop style, that that kind of gritty, kind of straightforward beats going on, kind of kind of the the cool sampling. That's 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 still there. It's still there in a sense. But then there's the more modern gangster rap that's really thrown in. So it's a it's a solid combination of the two genres. I feel. But it in the end, it just there's better gangster rap, there's better conscious hip hop. I'd rather listen to many of the other members' solo records or a Wu Tang record um, over this one. It, it's in the end, it, it's not bad. It's just I don't, I'm not gonna go back to it. So my banger is Secret Rivals. Um, this one has Method Man on it. The drum beat is just really kind of has this almost like off time thing. That piano sample is really fucking wild, but everybody's rapping as chaotic as the music is everybody's rapping is very smooth and it really it really adds i don't know it just it it all weirdly makes sense in this one particular song and i don't feel like there's anything on the wu-tang record that sounds like this this is just a really standout unique track amongst all of their uh their solo records so yeah secret rivals is my uh my banger off of master killers master killers yeah, you do like that record so, so you want my 
my vital me please pressing is what you're saying. I don't. No, okay. I do not want right. it. Well, it's a good deal. Only only my top four I want on vinyl. Ooh. I'm just going to say that. I'm going to say my top four. I'm, and now one of them I already have. That's, I think my top you know, three I'd get. That's it, though. So what do you got for number right. six? Uh, number six, the Rizzas. The Rizzas. The Rizzas. The Rizzas. Okay. All right. Why is that? Uh, what is it called? Bobby Digital in stereo, 98. Yeah. I will say that this album is really, it's really rad at a glimpse into just pure imagination of what Rizzo can do slash what he wanted to do. It's a cool concept. It's a cool story. The delivery is great. And it's a way to sort of like nerd out and, and be this character that Rizzo has created. I think the whole thing is worth a listen to because there are really cool parts here. Um, but I think it's fucking. I think it's really boring. I think it's like as boring as like you got in Capadonna. I just think, but because it's Rizza, because he has such a cool imagination, because he's able to kind of tell this story musically and production wise, it's it makes it better. But uh, dude, it's just eh, eh, eh. Stick to producing, bro. Okay, that's it. All right. Okay. All right, my number, uh, my number six and five, honestly, they could be interchangeable, and I don't care if people think this is controversial at all, but my number six is Ghostface, Ghostface Killer, Iron Man from 96. I just think this is, it's not bad whatsoever. This is just closer to gangster rap. It's just he has a good, commanding, angry, pissed off voice. Not like Ice Cube, not nearly as good as that, but it's definitely up there. Um... But I feel like he he's always on. He never turns that off. There's no like, there's no smoothness to his voice. There's no there's no nuance really to his voice. It's just I feel like the beats are better. They they mesh better with with RZA's with RZA's his voice meshes better with RZA's um, beats on this one. Um, and also this album, most of the album has like the other Wu Tang guys on it. So this is this is almost like a like a Wu Tang record. It really is. It, it's not. Yeah. I wouldn't even. It's almost hard to say that this is a solo record. It's essentially like a lost Wu Tang record. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's good. I don't know if I'd ever really go back to it. I know people love Ghostface. I think you really love him a lot too. Love the Ghostface. But I just, I feel like there's nothing that really stand. There's nothing that really stands out for me from the guy. Um, I do have a banger though. It's Box in Hand. Just a really solid beat. Some really cool samples. He doesn't sound as pissed on this one, which is probably why it's my where i think it's why, why it's my banger um it's a little bit smoother you know with his delivery but also method man's on this one and method man is the king of smooth when it comes to wu-tang music so I, maybe that's what added to like kind of the more softness of Ghostface on this one but uh yeah box in hand good song good album too honestly good album oh. i know i was talking shit but it's a good album my number six so what do you got for number five Number six isn't that good, but uh, number five is the Jizza Liquid Swords. This is gonna, probably going to irritate some people, but yeah, I do think this one is just too middle ground to be any one of the greats. And the greats, like the top four, I think are fucking great. I just, I do think it's a little bit too middle ground for them. It's just mid tier stuff here, and I know like he's a, he. I think he's the only person that had a record before, like what we're doing the rankings as the family of, of Wu Tang, as and. He has a lot of cool, unique things that are just like to him. Like a lot of the cool, like rhyming schemes that he does, the way he tells stories, the way he can kind of go from being like like aggressive and pissed off to kind of like nonchalant and and sarcastic. I think it's fun, um, but I just I really do think this is middle ground. I think this is kind of just 
for lack of a better word, boring. Um, Shadow okay. Boxing, dude, that's a great song. This is the most like aggressive Wu Tang Shaolin sounding song on this album, and it had Method Man on it, so you can't go wrong there. But I, I don't, I don't hate Jizza. I just, I think he's like, he's like the, he's like the dad kind of 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 these releases. Just like, it's just good. It's just really good. He's the well. I guess we'll get into it later. Never mind. I was gonna say something. He's really, he's really good. He is very good. Very very good. All right. So that, I mean, that's that's really wrong. Six or yeah. number five. That was your five. That's yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this one also might might upset people, but that's okay. Um, I, I think friend of the pod David loves this guy, and that's Raekwon, right? Doesn't he love Raekwon? I love fucking Raekwon. You love Raekwon? Yeah, he's so he's my number five. Only built for Cuban links that's, from 1995. That's, that's fucking wrong, dude. This is the only reason why this is a step above Ghostface is because it's a little bit more conscious hip hop. There's he still kind of has this like aggressive aggression to his voice, which I don't feel like there's a ton of nuance with him. Like he's not there's like no playfulness. And that's kind of why I kind of ranked him as low as I did. Um, and not to say that's bad because it's not a bad record whatsoever. Uh, I just. I don't feel like there's nothing unique enough that makes it stand out and, and makes me want to rank it higher. Uh, it's just kind of, I guess, more of the same. More of the same that you get from the Wu-Tang record. Does that make sense? Like yeah. It's just, ugh, whatever. My, uh, my, my banger is Guillotine Swords. This is just a Wu-Tang song. Had a lot of the guys on it. Has that, that typical Wu-Tang beat that you hear from 36 Chambers. Um, it's a good throwback, even though it's what? a year later two years later yeah um but no th- that that's a solid song but otherwise i feel like a lot of the, the album bleeds together it's a long record like most hip-hop records are um but i don't know it's it's good okay. it's good I, I i wouldn't get this on vinyl i'm just gonna i'll just say that now okay so that's something what do you got for number what do you got for number four? Oh, and you know before we actually before we jump to that reading through their their history they have so many fucking extracurriculars oh yeah like the amount of solo records these guys have and then other collaborations, like they'll, they'll create these little like groups of just three of them and then put out like two or three records. Yep. It's like what, like it's just, it's so convoluted. It was hard. I mean, I still don't even understand it all cause it's so convoluted, but it's just, there's so much to take in. Like I, I, I can't even imagine trying to be like an expert on this group cause there's so much going on and there's this so is, much written about this goddamn group. It's this insane. Is like- I don't know. This is like the hip hop equivalent to like a pop punk band or, or doing things like this, like, like on a smaller scale, but like Blink doing like Plus 44 and Angels and Airways and Transplants, all these little other yeah. offshoots and like how, how fun it is for like us to like talk about these things. But to somebody who doesn't give a shit about pop punk, they all sound pretty much the fucking same. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's similar that's to true. this in, in what they do as a, as a group, except that they, there's a lot more with them. And they really do fucking sound the same. <laughs> a lot of them really fucking do sound the same. Like objectively, dude, I can they only sound imagine. the fucking same. So yeah, what, what's your what's your number four? Uh, so everything here, I don't, I don't, I don't have one of these. Um, but I, I have this one, and this is on the chopping block. But let's inspect a deck. Uncontrolled substances, ninety nine. Okay. I, th- there's nothing wrong with this album. Like I, he, he's got a cool flow to him. It is kind of middle ground here, but I think he has an exciting voice. He has an exciting delivery. Obviously, the RZA songs sound like RZA songs. Everything else falls a little bit flat because there's other producers here, other other songwriters. Yeah. And that's because it's a hip-hop record that RZA produced a couple tracks on. It's not a RZA-produced record. That's a cohesive thing. 
It's like a, it's a hip hop record, and so whenever you hear like RZA, like you automatically just think Wu Tang, and you automatically just get into that mindset, and it's just like, okay, that is great, but that's not yeah. fair to the record. Um, but unfortunately, that's the way it is. It is what it is. <laughs> but dude, like, what, what's fucking great about this album is the solid six or seven songs are essentially written by and produced by Inspector Deck. Like that's that's not that's cool. That's not common for especially for these guys. They don't write a lot of their songs. They certainly don't like produce their own fucking songs. And a lot of yeah. these songs are just him. Nobody else. No guest vocalists. No fucking guest producers. No ghost writers. Just him. And that's cool. And I respect that. And that's dope. I like that. I do too. I like that a lot. My biggest banger was the cause this one because it features Street Life, who was a minor character in the Wu Tang world, has <laughs> you know forty five other million people who are in the Wu Tang family. <laughs> But like, dude, damn, Inspector Deck brought the heat with this one. It's so fucking heavy. It's so aggressive, but also like really funky, like like groove funk mixed with just pure gangster rap aggression. Just perfect blending of everything. And I do really, really like this record. When I need the room, this will be purged. But for now, I'm just going to enjoy it. Oof, okay. All right. I do have some, some good things to say about Inspector Deck. So at this point, my number four... This is where I, I I either have it on... Actually, only one of these I have on vinyl. The rest of the other three, I do want to get on vinyl. So my number four is RZA. Uh, RZA is Bobby Digital, is, uh, is my four. This came out in 1998. This is the only one that I have on vinyl. Out of all 10 of these records, this is the only one I have. Where'd you, um, why, where'd you, where did you get this and why do you have this? VMP. VMP. When I was still subscribed to VMP, uh, I got this that's one. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, once again, Vinyl Me Please, VMP, they... They put out quality product. I mean, just the the presentation, the jacket, the the color variant of the LPs. It's just it's spot on. Like it's do a you, beautiful package. Do you have the Wu Tang VMP? I do have that too. Yeah. Okay. So you have the Wu Tang, yeah. the Low End Theory, and, and this one. Yes, and I have uh, MIA's. MIA's. Uh, but not because you were record. subscribed, right? No, I got that one because I was subscribed. Oh. Because because I got it because like I had that because I didn't want anything for that month so I went back and I got that uh, that uh, MIA one. But I think those are the only VMPs I have. No, games. I have a couple other ones too, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. What does it matter? They put out quality shit. In the end, they just put out quality stuff. Correct. Um, yeah, and RZA's RZA's record. I mean, I I've gone I've gone back and forth on this one. Sometimes when I listen to it, I really really enjoy it. Other times, I just think, ah, this is, it's kind of on the chopping block. But then this week when I listened, like when I, when I listened to this record a couple weeks ago, because originally we were going to do Wu-Tang like a month ago, um, but things happened and we didn't. And back back then, it was this was way lower. But when I listened to it again this week on vinyl, I thought, damn, this record is way better than I remember. So it really, it fluctuates quite a bit. This is the only record I feel that would ever fluctuate. And right now, it's in a good spot. I want to keep it. I think the the combination of his vocal of his I don't think he's the best rapper but he's good for his beats. Like he's good at creating the beats for his own style and you hear it on the Wu-Tang record. Like there's some really good RZA shit on the Wu-Tang record. Um and I feel like that's how this record is. I mean, he knows I'm mean, obviously cuz he's the same person. So he writes he he comes up with the beats to match his vocal stylings really really well and that's where where this record comes in. There are of course some moments that are like dude this could be you cut out probably 10 minutes of this record and it would be okay. But that's most hip hop records, honestly. Like almost every hip hop record unless you run the jewels, that's like every hip hop record. You could probably cut out at least 10 minutes and that's fine. At least. Yeah, at least. So, uh my my banger is uh NYC Everything. 
This one has Method Man all over it. I mean, I mean, hint, hint, Method Man. You're going to hear him a lot. Uh, his voice is just so fucking good, unique. Love the beat. Has this kind of like jazzy thing going on. Just that that song is an absolute banger. And um, yeah, RZA's, RZA's Bobby Digital is my number four. Right. So what do you got for number three? So you got you got Method Man as one. You have Inspected Deck as two. And then you have Jizz as three. Possible. Okay. All right. <laughs> what do you got for three? <laughs> number three is Ghostface. Iron Man. Okay. Dude, boring. But you're okay. fucking nuts, bro. This is this. Well, this is an album, dude. Rizzo has some has some incredibly cool like black exploitation inspired beats. He's never done stuff like this before, and he's never done it like since. This is the perfect blending of like that genre of music and then like hip hop. And Ghostface was like mad this entire time. And he's always fucking mad. But listening to the lyrics, like you realize he's not always mad, but he's just kind of like intense. He's just an intense guy. And and also watching like the documentary and just hearing like his upbringing and everything, he's always intense. He never yeah. smiles, never really laughs. He smirks occasionally, but he's always just intense. And it made for an intense record. And I think like the aesthetic of this record is is perfect. I think it's perfect. There's no fucking around. But you don't. That's okay. You don't need fucking around. It's okay to have an intense record. No big deal. Um, the song 260. This one featured Raekwon. And both of them are just so goddamn smooth. Like they both just try to outdo each other. And Raekwon is just, dude, they use the bee's knees right there. So I'll get, I'll I'll gush over him in a little bit. But my top three, I for sure either own or will buy on the vinyls. And I hope I, I hope I find a a good copy of this one soon, like a good OG copy. Copy. All right. Okay, my number three is uh, is Inspector Deck, Uncontrolled Substances. Uh, from 1999, possibly. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. Uh, this one, so honestly, my top three are this high because these are the only albums where I feel like the vocals are better than the beats. The beats are secondary on these on these top three records. I really, really like Inspector Deck's flow. I think he the way he enunciates, it's his enunciation of words. It is so clear. Nothing is muddled. And he he says so much. He says so much, and and it's just incredible how clear it is. And I just I love that kind of that that flow. It just it's commanding in its own way. He doesn't sound he doesn't always sound pissed off. He just has this really really good way of 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 rapping that I really 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 like. And I feel like he's the only one that does it like this. Everybody else like. Like Raekwon, Ghostface, Capadonna, you got, they're just pissed off. They never fucking turn off at all. RZA is kind of like this in between, but Inspected Deck, man, he's just, he's clean, fucking clean is, is, is rapping. And I really, really like that. Um, and really the product from, from like the beat from beat wise, it definitely does have that, have a little bit of that, that late nineties, almost bad boy records production style to it. But there's still more of the conscious hip hop, the early '90s, mid '90s conscious hip hop in there. So where you can kind of just kind of deal with uh, the late '90s production style. Um, but really, in the end, I, I just think his his vocals are just they're some of the the best. And I think objectively, oh, not a, I can't even say objectively. Let's see what the fuck you just, want, bro. This is our podcast. Say it. Say it. I think you know. Spoil it. Jizza objectively is the best rapper in the in the group. Um, Inspected Deck is a close second, though. Just saying that. I'll say that right now. So I really like this record. 
Uh, the first song I ever heard from this was Movers and Shaker- Shakers. You put this on. You brought this to the podcast like a few oh, months, yeah. like maybe three, four months ago. Yeah. You put it because you got this. You got this on vinyl, so you put that song on the playlist, and I was just, I was kind of blown away by it. I mean, it does have that that late '90s feel to it, but his rapping is just, it's so fucking good. And the whole record is, is like I said, is much in that same vein. So, Inspector Deck, Uncontrolled Sub- Substances. I want, I do, I will, I will eventually get this on vinyl. This is really good. Great record. Or just wait till I purge my Vinyl Me Please copy because it fucking or, sounds good. Or that. Yeah. It sounds I mean, good. I wonder if there's any, I mean, if you don't end up purging it, I wonder if it's still on VMP. Because I'd probably just buy the VMP copy because you can't go wrong with them, honestly. I think but, like um, three more yeah. three more hip hop records, then I'm going to do like a clean sweep in my, in my hip hop collection, purge like 15 records. Did you get rid of all the that like obscure shit that we used to buy? Like the seven dollar records not all of it no i i kept gigolo tony um yeah, i kept tila rock yeah. i got i got rid of and and Ket. um so no not all of it some okay of it. all right gigolo tony no fuck no gigolo tony dude. no <laughs> we, nah, i like nah, how nah, we both nah. bought one of one of his records but they were different records they were, but they were both in the seven like seven dollars yeah they're both so really good. good they are really good <laughs> all right so what do you got for number two tikal method okay. man uh man 94 I mean, this is for for to to I don't know to explain this in the best way possible. This is the most pop out of all of the all of the records here. It's the shortest. Mm-hmm. It's the most melodic. It is. It's it's a pop record. It's a pop hip hop album. And RZA did a great job producing this one. It's it's so dark and it's so gritty, and it just like it perfectly props up Method Man's vocal delivery because he's just a shit fucking singer. He's a shit rapper. He's just. He's cool, man. Like Bob Odenkirk <laughs> in the office. Cool, right? With the hand. Kind of like doing the wavy thing. He's just cool, yeah. man. It's dark. It's muddy. It's very aggressive. It's really just like RZA and Method Man doing their thing. So it's kind of stripped down output compared to like 36, even though 36 was very stripped down. This is just them two, essentially. And Method can carry an album on his own. He doesn't fucking need anybody else. He doesn't need, he doesn't need skits. He doesn't need fluff. The dude can carry his own. And it shows on this album because he's so charismatic. God damn, dude. Like yeah. when he speaks, you listen, not because you're afraid. Like he's like Chuck D just because like, I want to hear what you have to say. Cause I like you. You know what I mean? Like he's just, God damn, he's charismatic. Doesn't have a ton of range, but he has that charismatic commanding voice. It's, it's unique. And his flow is always easy to get into, but damn dude, two, so like two standouts for me, like Tikal, the, the title track, Certified banger. Method like supposedly wrote this when he was high on PCP, and that was you know <laughs> that was a whole different thing. But then also Meth versus Chef, dude, fucking classic Wu Tang shit right here. Two yeah. MCs battling it out over in the production, like building that matchup was so well done, and it has the iconic like, did Raekwon mess up his verse or was it just like an intentional thing? And there's this whole like thing about like Raekwon's verse and Raekwon is like continuously said, no, I I did that on purpose. And I was like, I don't know, man. Sometimes he messed up and they just recorded it and didn't cut it because it was you fucking up. And that was Method's way of like telling everybody that I am better than you because you fucked up. See that? I don't know. I don't know the truth, but it's really cool. God damn, this this album is fantastic. I love this album so much. It's great, man. This is it so is good. really good. This is, it is. Dude, this is only fucking 40 minutes. Like, come on. I know. 40 it's, minutes it's, long. I think, it's probably the sh- I think it's the shortest solo record. It is for sure the shortest, yeah. re- the shortest solo record by like 15 minutes. We don't, you don't always need a double LP fucking no. hour and a half movie, Marvel movie here. Like, just cut it, dude. I agree. I totally agree. Damn, this record is good. 
All right. So Tikal is your number two. Tikal. Now, my number two is uh, Jizza, Liquid Swords. This one kind of blew me away. This is the first I, out of all, because I, I I had no particular order. I just kind of went like, okay, I've never heard this guy's record. I know very little about him. This is the first solo record I listened to uh, with my, my, my listen through. And uh, yeah, Jizza, Liquid Swords was, uh, dude, it's fucking amazing. The beats. I mean, RZA, RZA really did something special on this one. The, the amount of layering on this is is really is really incredible like it doesn't sound busy it's just the perfect amount of 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 that and um his 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 delivery just his vocal delivery i think is so is one is i did it is the smoothest out of all 10 guys he is the smoothest but yet just as commanding as your raekwon and ghostface like he he doesn't need that aggressive that aggressive tone to to make you fucking listen. It's it's remarkable. It's fucking amazing. Um. So yeah, Jizza. Th- this record really really blew my blew my mind. I mean, honestly, I I don't want to say I like this more than Wu Tang, but I like his performance on this record better than I like his performance on Wu Tang's first on on Thirty Six Chambers. I I really I really think it's better on this record. Um. And and just the kind of reading a little bit of the story about the Liquid Swords name, like the, what a weird title for a record. But it's it's based off of a movie called Legend of the Liquid Sword, which I wanted to watch, but I didn't get around. I didn't have time to get. I didn't have time to watch. But yeah, it's about people getting their head cut off, but it's still attached to their head. But the the blade is so sharp that it doesn't actually like knock the head off of their body. Some weird shit like that. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's fucking cool. It's like a fucking, fucking lightsaber. It just like goes through yeah. it and just like it sits there. It's like, damn, dude, that that was that was really rad. Um, but yeah, I would. I'm for sure gonna get this on vinyl. I think, I think this record is is just it's truly something special. Really, really cool. Um, uh, my banger is Duel of the Iron Mike. This has uh, ODB, Inspector Deck, and Masticilla. Once again, ODB, a great feature, a great feature artist. He he has the the kind of quirkiness. Um, that that makes a song really cool and really different. Inspector Deck, like I was saying before, his I think his his um delivery is very very unique to him. And throwing that in with Jizza with that smoothness and that commanding voice, I think it's just it's perfect. Master Kill it, whatever it, whatever it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, anyway, Jizza Liquid Swords. This is an incredible record. Really, really dig this one. So. Number one is Raekwon because I'm a little cock. Huh? Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, I'm a little <laughs> cock that I think this is not just like the best of them, but one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. This is that's that's silly boy talk. Come on, this is this is more hardcore rap driven output. It's aggressive. It's word heavy. It doesn't have a lot of the the shorter tracks and overall length that like Tikal did. And like, do you know that I say Tikal that way because that's how he says it in the Limp Bizkit song? Yeah, exactly. That's how okay. I say it every time too. Well, that's how you should say it. But it's th- like this is incredible. Like I like I've never heard Limbiscuit or like because I'm not you don't like remember, you the don't biggest remember fan the of fucking when, when when Method was on the Limbiscuit track and he said the Wu Tang let these nuts hang. You don't remember that one? Exactly. Like I, I don't remember. Limbiscuit no. fanboy over here, get out of here! You don't know anything. <laughs> All right. Only I know everything. Uh, did you hear that one? Uh, I did, I did. Yeah, Buzzball's gone, baby. I'm back in the Kurgs town now. <laughs> you just finished the bu- the Buzzball? No, nah, no, nah, I've already like oh, okay. I had like a beer after that. Actually, two beers after that. So here we go. This doesn't, I guess, it doesn't have a lot of the shorter tracks like like Tikal did, but this is super dense, 
heavy in the lyricism, heavy in the world building. This is up there as as I do think being like hip hop's like goats. This is easily top ten. Case like can be made for top general? five. Absolutely. All time. Wow. Raekwon just has like an easy commanding voice, but it's not because like it's not because he he's mad or aggressive. Off, but it's like it's like a one it's like a one on. trick pony. It's like he's on. a one trick pony, man. What what trick is that? Like like I feel like he has no I feel like he has no nuance to his voice. Not See, to say it's bad, that's the problem. but I feel that's like the problem is is you're listening to how he says again, this the bring it back to the Bob Dylan thing. You're missing everything here. You're focusing on how he says things and not what he's saying. And that's 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 the problem. Hip hop is very vocal driven. These guys of don't course. sing. None of these guys fucking sing. And when they do sing, that. it sounds like shit. And that's what made ODB so great is because he did sing. And his parents were like actual gospel singers. They sang in church. They sang at like band practice when they had, do you call band, like hip hop, like band, is that band practice you would say? I guess so, yeah. Rehearsal. You would say rehearsal. Like band, just rehearsal, whatever. So when yeah, like just rehearsal. ODB's parents would show up to like the Wu-Tang, like hanging out and recording, like they would sing. And ODB's a good singer. He just chose to be fucking obnoxious about it. And that's what made him unique. These guys don't sing. So they are, you should be focusing more on what they are saying and not how they are saying it. And this is heavy on that. lyricism and heavy on world building. And, and Raekwon just has an easy like to get into voice. But also has a couple like different types of flows. He chops things up to make like one line into two different lines and two different thoughts with a connecting idea. And it's just like he's he's a great songwriter. He's a poet, and the stuff he talks about here comes from his personal experiences. But also kind of just tells like a story. And he builds this this mafioso world where he's a star, and it's like escapism in a way. And it's just it's all these different things that he's doing in one record that we've just never heard before. And again, it's extremely dense. And it just gets better. Honestly, this gets better every time I fucking listen to it. I love this album so goddamn much. And it's so fucking long. And it's a double LP. And I get through both records every single time. Also remember, this is I've only listened to these records once. Most of these, only once. So I don't have this nostalgia. I don't have this repeated listen-through of, of a lot of these records. Or most of these records. That is true. That is true. So, I mean, I, it's, I right. mean 10 records, an hour each, roughly... I mean, diving into the lyrics on top of it, come on. And hearing a lot of the the really minor nuances, I can only I can only listen to so much. But. It, it it was it was a tough week. Like I get it. Like I I'll bet like two of these. Like I I, I don't think I've ever heard Master Killer's record, and I never heard Capadonna's record, but everything else I've heard at least like two or three times over the course of like my my tenure of of having ears on my body as a as a hip hop man. Yeah, as having ears on my body, but that's all right. <laughs> all right, my number, uh, my number one is. Whoa, I'm not even. Well, hold on. Oh, there. you didn't even give a banger. There, no, you're right. I'm you're not right, even right, down right, there, dude. Right. Hold on there, dude. <laughs> Slow down there, bro. Reel it in there, because you got fucking you got Raekwon and Ghostface are they're solid homies. They vibe super well with each other. Rainy Days is the best song. That sample fuses vocals from Donna Donna Summer and Barbara Streisand over some like score of a John Woo Chinese film. Like that is, dude. That's classic Wu Tang. That is classic Wu-Tang. And the movie's called The Killer. It's from 1989. It's about an assassin who accidentally hits a singer in her eyes and leaves her like almost blind. And then to get money for her operation to restore her sight, he decided to do like one more hit. That's like the... I, I watched a lot of like Kung Fu movies too. This, Not this week, <laughs> but the past like three weeks. Um, I don't know. Just this album's really influential in so many different ways to hip-hop and pop culture. Go. Okay. My, Go. Uh, my number one is Method Man's the cow there it uh, is. 1994 this is uh 
I mean, I'm going to give into it on the main episode, but you know, I feel like Method Man has the most, um, the most, not just nuance, but the the biggest range when it comes to his 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 vocal delivery than any of the other guys. I mean, ODB is a close second, but ODB has no, he doesn't flow nearly as well as Method Man. I feel Method Man has a unique voice as well. Like nobody sounds like Method Man, especially in Wu Tang. Um, and and I really dig that. And and this is like. This is like this album and my favorite song off this one is Biscuits, which I think is the second song. But a lot of this album has a lot of deep, heavy bass parts, a lot of 808s being used, 808 drums being used too, which is just, you know, when you hear an 808, you're like, fuck, dude. It's just, it's such a standout sound. And there's a ton of it on this record. Um, and, and and I feel like that's another reason what makes it stand out is is that with his vocal delivery and his, and his nuance. And I want to get more, I want to get deeper into this. I've only listened to this once or I've listened to this one twice. I've listened to Cal twice. Um, and yeah, honestly, I, I want to, I want to listen to this more. I want to go on vinyl. I want to listen to more red man because obviously method method man and red men were Oof. BFFs. And you've said you and David, I believe too, has said good things about those records, Yielder. that record, whatever it is. So I, I want to get more into it. Um, but yeah, no method man's to Cal is definitely uh, my number one at this point. Definitely <laughs> my number one. Have you seen the movie How High? Or that, if you've seen it, like you watched it in a while? I haven't watched it probably since it came out. And I just, I didn't care about those kind of movies at the time. Unless it was Cheech and Chong, I didn't care about like people getting high in movies. I mean, it really is like only about that. Like it's just very much about like, oh, how, how can we fit more like pot jokes into this moody movie? But moody, yeah. M- moody booty, Judy booty, Rudy, Judy, Judy. <laughs> It's just uh, it's it's very like buddy s like Method Man and Red and Red Man. They're just they're like BFS for life. Like immediately as you see them on screen, they're just it, it's fine. It's good. Watch it again. Do you ever see the um? Do you remember the the MTV Cribs with Method Man and Red Man? No. Oh, they did one. It was really Damn fucking. It. it was so stupid. But they lived in this like shitty ass condo, like really run down condo. I guess it was in Staten Island or wherever, somewhere in New York. And yeah, like <laughs> he literally have like a little tiny. TV set up next to their bed or like Method Man does like next to his next to his bed he has an Xbox hook up, hooked up to it and that he said that's all I do that's all I do just play Xbox yeah just nerds. play video games all day <laughs> it's just like and they live like they lived in fucking squalor these guys like in 1999 2000 you know they clearly have the money to live elsewhere but they they just kind of like lived in this shitty fucking condo it was good for, I mean, if it was even real, who knows? Because a lot of MTV Crips is fake. But um, It's all real. Anyway, that's all I got. That's all I got for the rankings. That's it. That's it. That's yeah. all. Do you have anything else? No. Good? That's it. That's all. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. You know what to do. Hit that subscribe button. Smash that subscribe button, that follow button. Keep listening. And that's it. That's all. Two, 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 two,